0: Asamshayam samaghramam Asam Yathājñāsya sitachino Jñānam tehaṁ tehaṁ sarit Yatwane Abu Yunyatab Yatavya Mavashi Shetab Yamashi Manushanam Sahasre Yatama Bissitanam, Yatama Bissitanam, Prashin Mam Veti Ahankarati yamme, ahankarati yamme, Vinna pragriti rashtadham, Vinna pragriti rashtadham, Yet and जगत् Jagat, Yet Yonini Bhutani, Aham krishnasya Aham Prabhava. So Bhagavad, in the 7th chapter, after introducing the topic in three verses, from, now from the verse 4 to 12, Lord Krishna, verse number 4 onwards till 12th verse, he is entering into a serious topic. <coughs> Of Ishwarasarupam. And this is the topic that we introduced as the Madhyama Shatkam. The topic of the Madhyama Shatkam is Ishwarasarupam. And Lord Krishna defines God as the cause of this universe, especially the material cause. Even though the Lord is intelligent cause, but in this context, the Lord is trusting the material cause aspect. Lord alone evolves to become this creation. In fact, the entire creation is a manifestation of the Lord. Then the question comes, What is the nature of such a God? Now it is said here, Lord is a mixture of both Paraprakriti and Aparaprakriti. Both of them happens to be beginningless, eternal, but between these two there are some fundamental differences, para-prikthi, Para means supreme, apara means lower. One is saguna, another is nirguna. Para is nirguna and apara is saguna. The higher principle, para, is the conscious principle. And the lower principle, that is apara, is inner principle, and higher is nirguna, the lower is saguna. So this higher one is beyond all changes, means beyond time, causation, the lower one is subject to change. Higher principle, the independent, called Satyam and the lower principle is dependent on the higher principle, therefore it is called Mithya. So higher principle is Satyam which is consciousness, sentient principle and the lower principle is inert and therefore it is dependent upon conscious principle and hence it is called Mithya. Mithya means it is not totally non-existent, it is not really existent, it is in between state that is apparent existence, called Mithya. Now this para and apara-pragadi put together is called God. And it is not only in God, in all of us, these two factors are there. <laughs> Each one of us, we are a mixture of this para and apara pragarit. Symbolically presented in our mythology, Ardha Bhagwan Bhagavan Ji, Parvati, Ardha Shara is, symbolically means para and apara pragati. <clears throat> So Parvati stands for apara-pragati, Lord Shiva stands for para-pragati. That's why in Saundari Shiva-saktya-yuktaha. Without Lord Shiva, without parvati Shakti, Shiva cannot move. There is no movement possible and this mixture existed even before the evolution of the world. And the Lord wants to talk about how the universe emerges out of this mixture. This emergence or evolution takes place gradually in two stages. Just as the seed becomes a plant and then becomes a huge tree. Seed becomes seedling, then a plant, and then afterwards a tree. So It is a slow process. Similarly, the creation has two stages and Lord Krishna introduced this intermediary stage in the fourth verse and fifth verse. When there is an evolution takes place between para and apara, the prakriti remains the same because the consciousness is not affected by time. Because of this, Paraprakriti is one changeless principle and therefore indivisible principle. Division is possible only if a thing is within space and time. And change is possible only when a thing is within time. So division is possible, only a thing within space. And change is possible within time. What is beyond time is unchangeable and indivisible and therefore The higher principle remains undivided and unchanged whereas the lower principle is called Aparaprakriti which is called Matter principle which can be called energy in the modern sense. And this matter or energy Energy is again convertible. Matter become energy, energy become matter. This matter principle divides itself into eightfold principle. Thus one para become becomes eight, sorry, one apara and apara eightfold. Paraprakriti never change, but aparaprakriti changes. So eight aparaprakriti is there in the initial stage of creation. So one aparaprakriti, paraprakriti and eight aparaprakriti in the initial stage of creation. So, Bhoomi Rāponalo Vāyukammano Guddhi Revaca Haṅkāra Hidhiyamme Vinnā Prakriti Rashtada the Ashtadha is the first creation <coughs> and the Eightfold Pragyadhi expands and becomes multifarious creation. The galaxy, the millions of stars, solar system, not only one system, millions of systems are there <coughs> and finally the human being and all the jivas that you see around, animals, reptiles, birds, etc., all of them, including an insect, all of them are modification of this eightfold nature of prakriti. Even the mind is also matter, because it is made of subtle matter. So we say the mind is also matter, only difference is it is made up of subtle matter. It is something like the, your china ware is also clay, but it is made up of a refined clay. So it looks beautiful. Same way, mind also a refined matter. Now, the entire visible creation is a product of Apara prakriti. But what we are experiencing is the final product. <laughs> Means, you know after the Now Krishna talks about the eightfold prakriti in an abstract form, but what we see is the grossest form. This Mumira Ponalo yesterday I talked to you about. There are so many versions are there. According to Sankhyans, they have different theory. So, manaha means avyakta, then mahat, then ahankara. So, manobutti ahankara. They translate that into total. When you apply that into total, mahat, the manaha means avyakta, avyakta means unmanifest. And manifest is otherwise called maya. In Maya, the total potential of creation is inherent. So, therefore, it is called avyakta. From there, the manifestation of the total, Mahat means total, <coughs> total subtle bodies comes. <coughs> and then ahankara. <coughs> ahankara means the uh, identification with the possibility of creation, called This is total level. So individual level, Ankara is fine. Now at this stage, the fourteen Lokas were not created. <coughs> and all the physical bodies are also not there. <coughs> So that we saw the fifth verse, (laughs) Apareya Mithastvanyam Prakritim Vidhime Param Jeeva Bhuta Mahabhaho Ye Edam Daryate An important verse from the Vedantic standpoint, Lord Krishna says, from the eightfold material principle mentioned, in the previous verse indicate Aparā. The word em indicates the eightfold prakriti. (coughs) Aparā Iyam. So eightfold prakriti is (coughs) Aparā. Consciousness is neither energy nor matter. Generally people conclude that consciousness is energy and the body is matter. (laughs) It is not that consciousness is neither energy nor matter because energy is subject to change, to electrical energy. (coughs) Electric energy is converted to mechanical energy and all that. But consciousness cannot be converted to any other energy. Consciousness is consciousness. Me My parampraddhi is beyond matter and energy. Which is beyond the physical and chemical laws. So consciousness is beyond all rules. And may you know that. And where is that prakriti located? It is within the creation. So whatever is changing is put into our list. Everything in this creation is changing, including space, according to the scientist. Today's modern scientists say the space is expanding. <coughs> So, therefore, space is also Aparapragati. Body is changing, Aparapragati. Mind, of course, is changing, Aparapragati. Whatever you experience is Aparapragati. <coughs> you, the experience, is experiencer, is the Parapragati. Because you are the conscious principle. The observer, the I am para prakriti. So that is why this verse is considered very important because Tattumasi. <laughs> Mahavakya has given that. You are that para prakriti, the conscious principle in you. <clears throat> if you start thinking or contemplating, meditating upon this, that itself is enough. <clears throat> There are two factors, one is para another is apara prakriti. Individually, each individual, <coughs> one is changing, another is never change, And para is the one sentient, sentiency in this body. So the entire body is sentient because of the presence of that para prakriti. <coughs> And that Paraprakriti is none other than Lord Himself. <coughs> so therefore the Lord wants to say that the whole creation is a mixture of Paraprakriti and prakriti. <coughs> Maya, because of that <coughs> consciousness alone, idam jagat dharyate, this material world is sustained. <clears throat> we saw that briefly yesterday now just giving you a little uh, more insight into verse how many times you go through this still there are new new meanings comes <coughs> sixth verse etat yonini bhutani sarvani aham prabhava pralayas <clears throat> In this verse, Bhagavan talks about the conversion of the intermediary stage into final cosmos. In the previous two verses, he talked about one-parapragriti and eightfold fold which is only an intermediary stage <clears throat> like a plant stage from the seed level, plant stage and from this plant alone the huge tree has come. So from this level, from one para prakriti plus eightfold apara prakriti alone the huge creation of this cosmos has come. <clears throat> First elements, then elementals. Elements means bhūtaṁ, elemental means bhautikāṁ. So, Etat Yoni bhūtaṁi sarvāṇī tupadāraya aham krishnasya jagadahā prabhava pralayas tathā. So, elemental bhautikāṁ, bhūta bhautikā prabhancāṁ kem, edat yonī parā parā mixture is the source. And there are a lot of discussion on this particular point. So, Brahma Sutra, <coughs> introduces, start with this only problem. How can there be a mixture? This is a problem. One is sentient, another is insentient. <coughs> One is light, another is darkness. Yushmat asmat prateyoho, viśay ho, tamaprakashamateh, so he says this is totally different <clears throat> one is light another is darkness one is inert another is sentient how can there be a mixture ever possible so logically speaking the mixture is not possible but he says even though logically it is not possible but it made possible by whom? Maya. This is called Dyaasap. <laughs> so that is the power of Maya. So because of that power, Maya, which is impossible, she makes it possible. <clears throat> so this is the idea here. So the mixture we cannot <laughs> the, the overs, overs, I mean overlook this para-apara mixture. alone is called God. God alone is the cause for this creation. Lord Krishna is revolutionizing the concept of God. Because until now, our concept of God is a person sitting beyond the cloud. (coughs) The one who is in Kailas or Vaikuntha, the concept of God in the temple, this concept of God is very preliminary stage. We cannot appreciate God in his true nature in the beginning. Our mind is not ready. So it is to be trained slowly. That's why temple, worship, etc. is very important. Because the mind has to be slowly, slowly given something to hold on. And Therefore, the scriptures introduce God in three levels. First one is God as a person, it's called personal God. Rama, Krishna, like uh, Vishnu Bhagavan, Ganesha Bhagavan, Shiva Bhagwan, Kityadi, personal God. Then, second stage, God as the universe. Say, in the <coughs> whole rudra suktam, if you look at it, the entire rudra suktam is the description of the whole creation. (laughs) Everything is created, everything is touched up, everything is mentioned and given, offered our salutations. (laughs) So, God has the universe, the third stage, God has the chaitanyam, attributeless consciousness, that is you. Aham. These are the three levels of growth. God has an abstract truth. Only a few can appreciate. Therefore, never it is presented in the beginning. Now the Lord says, don't look at the Lord as a person, but look upon everything as my own manifestation. Sarvani, iti, Upadharaya. Edat yoni ni bhutani sarvani iti upadharaya. Asat in your mind, assimilate this teaching in your mind. What the Lord is, nothing but the manifestation of this creation. Don't look at the Lord as a person, but look upon everything in this creation as his own manifestation. Not only the whole universe evolved from me, the whole universe rests in me, and it will go back to the Lord himself. So, prabhava pralayas tatha. Prabhava means creation originated the creation has come from whom the Lord himself and in whom it is sustained the Lord himself unto whom it goes back so even the scientists also they say even Sun will come to what they call entropy and all that they talk about the stars are also sometimes they die so there is a stage where so, like in your dream, from you alone the dream world has emerged. In you alone it is sustained, and when you wake up, where it will go? In you alone it will get dissolved. You may say Big Bang theory. That is a beginning. Then afterward they talk about Big Crunch also. <laughs> And then there's a singularity. that all rivers go back unto the source. <coughs> Aham prabhavaha utpattisthanam creation. Jagadaha of the entire universe. So to pralayaha, resolution also I am. In the scriptures we get example to throw light upon the topic. The example is very famous is our dream. <laughs> the dream time. See that's why in the dream the time is different. Yeah, they say the maximum dream time is one and a half minute or something. And during that time this person get married, have children, grow old, die also. All those things you will see. <laughs> How is that possible in one and a half minute? But all these things <laughs> because they <clears throat> The dream time calculation is different from waker's time. My mind created the time and space. There I am the Sishti and stiti and lagartha. So too the Lord. So Bhagavan has given a direct experience to you so that he doesn't have to explain too much. That is our dream world what is this srishti sthiti laya That, for example, Bhagwan has given us a direct experience, that is dream. Now this much we saw, so, so far. Now let us see seventh verse. Matta Parataram Nanyate Kinjita-sthidha-nanjaya Mai sarvam idam protham Mai sarvam idam protham Sutre manigana iva Sutre manigana iva <coughs> Normally when we study the creation we observe one lot. Every cause has its own Now every effect has its own cause number one number two every cause has its own cause this is tricky every cause has its own cause now for example we take our parents parents are the cause for you because you are the effect they are your cause now Parents also not absolute cause. They have their parents. And that parents also got great grandparents. So every cause that you think it is a cause, but it turns out to be it has its own cause. Therefore, the general law is that every cause has its own cause. Now, if you apply this, then one question will be, if God is the cause of this creation, who is the cause of this God? (laughs) Parents of God. (laughs) Lord says, I am the causeless cause of this creation, i am never in effect that is why para and apara prakriti both are beginningless the lord doesn't have parents that's why somebody said parvati is lucky because she doesn't have mother in law <laughs> see bhagwan <laughs> ji no parents, mother and father is not there for him. In the um, ninth chapter, Bhagavan is going Mata dhata pita maha vidyam pavitram So here, Bhagavan said, Matta paradaram nanyate, Mattaha anyat paradaram nasti. There is no other cause for me other than myself. So Shiva Parvati, no, they asked, Purohit asked, you know, in wedding time they asked, what is your lineage, <laughs> your father's name, mother's name, then grandfather's name, grandfather's name, all these things they asked. So Shiviji said, if you ask me my father is Brahmaji, then he asked, Who is your grandfather? If you ask me like that, I am the grandfather. <laughs> so he is everything. So Mataparadaramnanyade, <clears throat> there is no other cause for me other than myself, self born. So We saw that the Lord is the material cause for this creation and therefore God alone have evolved to become this creation. Material cause is inherent in all the product. All the parts exist because of clay, which is inherent in all parts. So material cause is inherent and concurrent in all the effects. Now here he gives an example. Sutre Manigana Iva Mai Sarvam idam Protham Otap ...whoven into... ...sutre manigana iva... ...in a pearl... ...necklace... ...the inherent... ...thread... ...see... ...there is a thread going... ...under... ...pearls you see... ...separate, separate, separate, separate... ...beads are... Strung together because of the thread. Bhagavan here says, I am that invisible thread. <clears throat> but without that, Mala cannot exist. <clears throat> now when you listen to these examples, there are problems. What is the problem? world is different. Sutra, the thread is different. So, dwaita comes. <laughs> Doithin quote this. Sutra <laughs> So Bhagavan himself has said that I am Sutra and money <laughs> is different. That is, you are all money and Bhagavan is a Sutra. <clears throat> so, that is why Shankaracharya here said, Dirgatandushu Patavate Sutreja Manigana Iva so Bhagavan Bhashikara adds here that dirghatandushu patavate see in patam means cloth <coughs> in the cloth one thread <coughs> that one thread is the one warp and filling so how one thread is the warp and filling the same way Bhagwan is Ota Protavate. He is the warp and the filling. Both. <coughs> Suppose you make Ramana uh, gives another example. Suppose you make an embroidered <coughs> and wall hanging. Wall hanging. You know, in the wall hanging they have picture of <coughs> Ganesha and things like that. They they embroider. What is that? Now, suppose your six-year-old child was curious, this one string was jetting out and he started pulling that. <laughs> what happened? Slowly, 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 Ganesha, the mouse will go, then Modagam will go, then his feet will go, then everything will go. Finally, what will be a bunch of thread, that is all. One thread. <laughs> the entire picture is one thread. So, also, Ravnava she says, the entire creation is that one thread, that is Bhagavan. <coughs> sometime in that picture you will see moving things, sometime it's station is Thavarajangamas, you see, but all of them are nothing but one thread. <coughs> so that point is what is mentioned here, mai sarvam idam sutre manigana As though... I am strung into all the objects, whether it is human being, animals, plant, or stavaram jankamam, movable or immovable objects in this world, all of them, I am the supporter. As those strung myself into. <clears throat> now if with this idea if you look at it where is God somebody asks a question where is God don't answer that question you answer him with another question where God is not <laughs> he, he is everything that principle because of which you are aware of my words this is an evolved vision that principle because of which you are alive, you are able to respond to the world, you are able to hear my words and respond in your mind, is because of that presence, that principle present in you. That changeless principle is prakriti. The changing phenomena in me is apara-aprakriti, is our body, mind, intellect. According to Vedanta there is nothing other than God. There is neither jiva nor jagat other than the Lord. <laughs> Means separately. Neither God nor Jiva. This particular aspect is discussed in Mandukya Ghariga very elaborately by Gadavadacharya. He dismisses all. Jagat, Jiva. What is there is only one truth Bhagavan. <coughs> if your drishti has changed, now if your drishti is totally different from. Now if you start looking at the waves, there is the different small waves, high tide, low, low tide, and the forms. All these differences you see, but your changed to the water. What happens? You don't. See, even though you see it, you don't make note. You don't worry about it. But your changed to the water. It, even when you fix your attention to water, then there is no ocean. There is no wave. Is there are small wave or big waves, Nothing. <coughs> There is only one huge mass of water. Same here also. When you look at the world, your vision is on Bhagawan. Then what happens? You don't see the object as an object. What you see is the content of the object, which is Paramatma. That is the difference between Jivanmukta Mukta They also look at the world. We also look at the world. You may think that what is the difference? This is the difference. They see only Paramatma. They don't see the name and form. We see the name and form, we don't see the Paramatma. This is the difference. There is nothing other than God. There is neither jiva nor Jagat other than the Lord. There is nothing called effect other than cause. There are no ornaments other than gold. Otherwise I will tell you, you take the gold give you keep the ornament, give me the gold. (laughs) A river is only a name. No substance other than water. Therefore, the Lord says, the world is only a word without L. Once you remove L, L means what? The Lord. <laughs> eh? The Lord. There is no substance. Bhagavan is also called Sutratma, like the thread inherent in the creation. Now, this is the serious part of the <clears throat> this chapter. <laughs> now here onwards it is easier. <laughs> now this uh, Sutre Manigana Iva So Mai Sarvamitam Protham Sutre Manigana Iva All this is strung on me like clusters of gems on a thread. This particular idea is highlighted in the following Verses. Raso chamap sukunteya. Prasoha mapsukamtea. Prabast misashi suryayo. Prabast me saci suryayo. Pranavasarva vedeshu. Now in the last chapter it was meditation, topic was meditation. Now meditation is to be practiced sitting down in a place quietly and withdraw all our senses from the world outside. And focus the mind on the Paramatma, Sachidananda, Surubatma. This is meditation. This you can practice in a day, maybe two times, half an hour maximum. Two times, etc. Every t- you can't be sitting down in meditation all the time. <coughs> but when you open our eyes and look at the world, what happens is, what experience you had in that meditation seat disappears. Now the teaching is how to maintain that vision of Lord. Even though you are open your eyes, it's called open eye meditation, but still you don't miss, lose sight of the vision of Lord, is what Bhagawan is discussing here. So, Rasaha Aham Apsu. Lord Krishna wants us not only to understand this fact, but He wants us to change our attitude also. So, intellectually understanding that Lord is everything, that's why in our culture we, you know, we worship everything. (laughs) There is nothing that we... That reminds me of a joke, let me tell you. One lion was getting married. He invited all the animals in the jungle. They were all having a good time dancing. And one mouse, he was also dancing, very happily. So somebody asked, "How come you are so happy? You are dancing the wedding of a lion." A mouse said, "Why not? My younger brother is getting married. Why not I make merry and enjoy?" What do you mean, younger brother? He is a lion and you are a mouse. How can be a, a younger brother? Said, "Yeah, I was a lion before I got married." He said. <laughs> I just remembered the joke, okay? Nothing to do with the topic here. So, attitudinal like change. See, understanding that Bhagwan is one. He is everything. The whole creation is Bhagwan. That understanding intellectually is good. But changing the attitude is more important. Say, <laughs> why I know God is everything. Yes, that's why we worship. You know, all kinds of things in this world. We worship tree, we worship cow, we worship everything in this creation. So that, of course, it is there. But are we changing our attitude? So any attitudinal change happens only with better understanding. Now, for example, respect for our parents comes only when we remember what they have done to us. You know, respect for our parents comes only when you become a parent. (laughs) Until then you don't. (laughs) You will be criticizing them. But once you become a parent, you understand what are the torture they have gone through. With you. Mm. So, respect for Gandhi ji, Swami Vivekananda or Gurudev etc. comes only the more you know about them. So too, when I look upon the world as world, my attitude is ragatvesha. I like, I don't like. When I like, I go for it. When I don't like, I run away from it. There is no adjustment possible. Adjustment is always in the form of escapism. You don't want to face it. But when I understand the world as a manifestation of Lord, then my attitude is one of reverence. So, if you understand that this person is a problem, let us say, for example. Now look at that person as a problem, then you have problem, Nagatvesha. But you understand that in the creation, everybody has got a place. And that person is like that because of his prarabdha and why I have to come in contact with that person is my prarabdha. (laughs) Maybe the Lord is putting me there so that I will polish my angularities with this person. (laughs) If this attitude change is there, then we don't look upon that person as a threat. (laughs) otherwise all the time we are thinking how to get out of this person how to avoid this person etc (laughs) this is what attitudinal change means now all our prayers especially rudram is visharupa darshanam salutations to leaf dry leaf mud even to decoids and the rising sun All those colors that yellow, pink, all those colors that is rising sun produces to all of them, separately salutations are given. (laughs) So understanding the teaching and attitudinal change, attitudinal change will take place only when you understand the teaching. And in between there is a time gap. Understanding the teaching and the absorbs, that idea is to absorb in you. Only then the attitudinal like change will come. This is called transformation. So the personality transformation comes only when we understand it, we appreciate it, we assimilate it. The world as world, if you look upon the world as world, it will create samsara, but world as Ishwara will not create any samsara. In fact, this is the first mantra in Ishavasya Parishat, sarvam yat Sarvam Yatkinja Jagatyam Jagate. May you look upon this world as Isvara Shurubha. So now coming back to 8th verse. Rasaha aham When you drink water, you don't just drink water. <coughs> that rasa, the water they say there is no rasam taste. But all tastes are possible only when there is water. <laughs> and Bhagwan here says, I am rasaha, in me the water is. That is how it is said. Rasaha aham, mm-hmm. apam, yaha, saraha, sarasaha. So, when you drink water, you don't just drink water, but because of which... You are alive, the very essence of water. How important is water in your life? You have, you have thought about it. We <laughs> take it for very granted. All these things are been taken for granted. Isn't it? People who are denied of water, then you know. If water is too much, also problem. Isn't it? Flood and all that's a problem. But the right amount of water is given to you by the Lord. And how refreshing it is. Rasaha, the essence of water, the taste. O water, you are not water, you are Lord himself. Come to serve, bless me. (laughs) This attitude which you drink water, you see, that water lets you become aushadam, medicine. Sashi Surya Yoho Prabaha Asmi. I am the very brilliance in the sun and the moon. So Gayatri Mandra addresses this light principle, Vara prakriti in the sun, Bhargaha. Devasyati Mahi Dhyo Yoh Naprajo So Bharga means that bright, brilliant, shining. Without shining that brilliance sun and moon has no existence. That very brilliance in them is myself. Pranavaha Sarva Vedeshu. It is said that Gayatri Mantra is essence of all three Vedas. There are three lines. Tatsaviturvarenyam, Pargo, Devasyati, Mahi, Tio, Yona, Prajodayat. Three Vedas. Each line represents one, one Veda. Then that also is condensed. Then three Vyahurdis. Bhu, Bhuva, Suva. That also is condensed is akāra, ukāra, makāra, omkāra. So om is the essence of all Vedas. (laughs) So when you chant om, it is equivalent to chanting the entire Vedas. So that pranavahā sarva-vedeshu, that omkāra in all Vedas Essence of Vedas the Gayatri, then three Vyahrdis, then Unkara. Unkara become the essence of Vedas. And that essence of Veda is Myself. That's Unkara is the name of Lord. So to name, the name should be Anwartha. Anwartha means. It suits you. see, suppose a name is given to you, that name should suit you, isn't it? The Tandanpal in Tandanpal was his name. so he sought, his wife told what kind of name you got? Why don't you change Tandanpal. And he went out to get a new name. Somebody was, you know dead body was being carried. He asked what was his name, Amar Singh. So Amar Singh means the one who never dies, he died, Amar Singh died. Then after some time he went and saw one lady was selling these cow dung cakes. He asked, what is your name? Lakshmi. Lakshmi kanda basti <laughs> Lakshmi, why you have to sell these things? It's not necessary. Then he came back and said, you know, this is what I saw. Tamar Singh mar gaya, Lakshmi ganda hai, to Dandan Bali achi hai. <laughs> so finally, he says, my name, this is better. <laughs> Why change it? So whenever you give name, it should be Anwartha. It should suit you. So here also, suppose we want to name Bhagavan, that name should suit him, isn't it? <laughs> so here it is said, our Rishis have given Selected a suitable name for Bhagawan that is Omkara. Pranavaha. Why? It is at once Saguna and Narguna. Akara Ukara is Saguna. Akara stands for waking, Ukara stands for dream state, Makara stands for deep sleep state. This is Saguna Brahma, Aparapragati. Then the silence between the two onkara silences, amatra state. That state is the state of Brahman, para prakriti. Therefore, onkara is the right name for the Lord. Shabda K, the sound principle. Which is the essential nature of Akasha. Shabda ke paurusham rushu, the humanness in human being. So, rasoham apsukante ya pravas means shishude yoho pranavas sarvave paurusham nirshu. Continuing. Punyogandha pradhuvyam cha. They just chasten me, Quality of Bhoomi is gandha fragrance. In fact, all your fragrance, perfumes, are dependent upon earth only. Flowers, without flowers there is no fragrance, no perfumes can be produced. So, even though it is artificial, it is finally dependent upon nature. Purnyogandha cha. Sweet fragrance, prithvi belonging to prithvi Because all these cities are all concrete jungles, so you cannot see, you cannot experience that. In village and all you go, the mud is there, the first rain, you can, you can smell it, the earth smell comes. They just just me vibhavasov they just agri vipava the fire the splinter in the fire so we have seen all the five elements now rasohamapsukantea prabas pisuryho Pradamasaru Vedeshu Shapta Kavrashandisu. So, fire, earth, water, and Akasha. Akasha also. khaṁ. Chabdakke Pavasha. Akasha also. Why is not given? So, that's why in South India we have five temples representing five elements, each element. So, Akashalingam is Chitambaram. Lord Shiva is worshipped as Akasha. Then, Kalahasti Vayu is worshipped. Lord is worshipped as Vayu. Hirvan Agni is worshipped. Then, Jambuge Water is worshipped. Apalingam, Nirvanakao. Then Prithvi Lingam is worshipped in Kañchiparam. So all the five lingas, all the five elements are worshipped as Bhagavān. Jīvanam sarva In all living beings, the life, life in all beings, is Paramātmā. Tapas chasmi tapas vishu, austerity and ascetics. The idea is that everything that you see, if you have intelligence, you have power of seeing, power of hearing, power of eating, etc. All these things that you see, the faculties that you are enjoying, you should not think that it is yours. You have achieved something intellectually also. This intellectual accomplishment also is not yours. That's why in Kenopanishad, Upanishad there is a story that Devatas won the victory over demons. They were very proud that they won the battle themselves. Now in order to bless those people who are arrogant to correct them, Bhagawan assumed the form of a yaksha, a beautiful form and stood in the sky. And all these um, in the officers, you know the military officers, after the war they come to the club to celebrate their victory. In the same way the devatas also came to celebrate their victory, and they opened the bottle of, what is that, nectar for them, champagne bottle, nectar, they opened and everybody, military barracks, they have mug, not a glass, they have mug, <laughs> so mug, they have poured out that, and they were drinking, and each one was boasting, I did that, I did this. And you know, in the mug, what happens is, in the, you know, when it comes to goes down, the quantity goes down. Then you have to lift the mug, and the chin also you have to mug because it will hit your yeah, the the nose. The edge of the mug will hit your nose. Naturally, you lift your head, and one of them lifted their head to take that bottom portion of the <laughs> drink from the mug. What did he see? The yaksha standing there, a beautiful form standing there. So he was curious. He wanted to know who is this yaksha. So Indra Devata said, Agni, you go. So Agni Devata went. And that yaksha, first thing he asked, very insulting question, who are you? The Agni thought, I am a famous guy, and how come you asked me this question? You don't know from where are you coming? Are you, are you not around here or what? <laughs> how come you don't know me? So he so said, it doesn't matter, then he introduced Jada Vedaha. Then he said, what is your power? I can burn the entire world in no time and burn into ashes. Oh, I see. So he took one blade of grass and he said, You burn this. Agni felt insulting. What is this? I have such a I have so much of power and you are asking me to do such a small job. And Etra insisted, you burn this. So the power of burning, Bhagwan withdrew from him. And this Devata tried to burn that one blade of grass he could not burn. Why? The power was withdrawn. <laughs> so the ability for the fire to burn is Bhagavan's power, it is not his power. <laughs> so he came back, that I could not know, then why Bhagavan went. <laughs> Same blade of grass was given to him. So he tried to lift it with all power, thousand miles, <laughs> two thousand miles. Ah, nothing happened to the blade of grass. He came back, then Indra Devata went, and Indra Devata went, he disappeared, Yaksha disappeared. Then Indra thought that, let me find out who this Yaksha is, he meditated. And in the place where Yaksha appeared, Indra Devata saw Parvati, Uma Parvati, Uma Haimavati. And she introduced Yaksha as Brahman. Because of whose help alone you people won over the Asuras. Don't forget the source. If his power is not there, you people will not have any ability. So that story is very interesting in Keno upanishad So idea is that here also what Bhagwan is trying to say that all Panchabhutas, their quality, their power, their vitality, etc. all because of his presence. So to all of us, we have the ability to think, we have the ability of intelligence and all this intellectual capacity that we have to achieve, to perform, all of them because of his presence in us. This one should not forget. That's idea here. Then, Vījaṁ āṁ sarva-bhūtānāṁ Vījaṁ āṁ sarva-bhūtānāṁ Vidhipārtha-sanātanam Vījaṁ āṁ TEJAS TEJASVI Bhagavan says, I am the seed. Dijam maam sarva bhuta Now you see, Bhagavan talked about material costs. See, so look at the difference here. Now, a clay is a material cause for pot. Gold is a material cause for gold ornaments. But clay cannot produce gold ornament. Gold ornaments, gold cannot produce pot. But here, Bhagavan's material cause. It can produce what? Varieties. There is a difference. Huh? Huh. So, Bhagavan says, I am Bijam, means seed. What kind of seed is that? Sanatanam seed, eternal seed.
1: Otherwise, what happened?
0: This communist will say, Bhagavan was seed. After he became sprout, the seed is sprout and becomes seedling. Seed is gone. So Bhagavan was there before creation. After creation, Lord has disappeared now. <laughs> Isn't it? So no. I to remove that doubt, only Bhagavan said, I am eternal seed. So I never get destroyed as seed. So vijam maam sarva bhutanam sanatanam buddhir buddhimadam asmi. In the intellectual being, I am the intellect. Mm, buddhimadam, people who are intellectual. So all the Einsteinian scientists, their intellectual capacity, their intelligence, who is that Bhagavan? All their breakthrough etc. they get in their discovery or in their research. The breakthrough and all that, it is all grace of Bhagawan. They meditate upon that particular point and they contemplate upon it, think about it. And then finally they don't get an answer, they leave it. And they sleep with it. Next day morning they get up with some answer. If you read the story, biographies of all, all scientists, they will say this. <laughs> Who gave them the answer? <laughs> that they don't acknowledge. That is a problem. So, Tejas also, there are different kinds of Tejas. Say, a person who is poor, he cannot eat food, proper food, is not there, so the Tejas Suppose a person eat well, nice, good food and all that, the Tejas comes. Then a person who is intelligent, then also you can see Tejas on his face. Then you see a person who is religious. Then also you can see some Tejas. Doing everyday Asandya and things like japam etc. They do their disciplined life. They practice meditation etc. You can see a Tejas on his face. Then ultimate Tejas is Brahma A person who has realized the truth his face is brilliant, quite brilliant, you can see. So that Tejas, Bhagavan says, I am that Tejas, in all of them. Deja, tejas, Tejas, Vinamaham. Now comes the most very interesting verse. Valam, Valavata, Masmi. Maragabi Barchitam, Maragabi Dharma Viruto Buchu, I am the might in almighty people. Strong. I am the strength in the strong people. What those are the people who are wrestlers, huh? big fighters. Their vellum, their strength is, I myself is the strength. Now what kind of strength is that? Anuvanji, when you look at it, what is that immediately comes to your mind? His strength. So that strength, kama raga vivarchitam balam, not a brute balam, you see. See, some people have got a strength also which is very brute. <laughs> they, because they are strong, they see they bully these weak people. When you are going there, you know, he'll just give you one, and then say, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> then why are you hitting me? So I felt like, felt like doing, so that's so right. If you want to respond, you can respond. So that kind of an attitude. <laughs> so the Bhagavad here says, that kind of balam is not me. Kama raga vivarchitam balam, <laughs> Where there is no desire or attachment, devoid of attachment. kāma-rāga-vivarchitam balam balam kāma-rāga-vivarchitam kāmaśya-rāgaśya kāma-rāgo so, triṣṇā āsani-kṛṣṭeṣu-viṣeṣu-rāgahā sanjana-prāpteṣu-viṣeṣu-tāpyam kama Rabapyam vivarchitam So kāma-rāga-vivarchitam means something that you don't have, you want to get, it is kāma Raga means you want to hold on to whatever that you have. All these two are not there. Even though he is strong, but at the same time he never misuses his strength. And that's very important because what happens is whenever you are strong and you recognize that you are strong, you have a tendency to show. (laughs) Hanumanji is a good example for that. He never beats up anybody. Otherwise, when in the battlefield, he is ferocious. But otherwise, he is very quiet. That's why there was a, you know, in Ramayana's story, when Vibhishana went to surrender to Bhagavan Ramchandraji, along with Vibhishana, Ravana sent a spy whose name was Shuka, was also Shuka. And then uh, Shuka went and reported back to Ravana. And he asked, do you know the strength of this army of Rama? He never said Rama. In Tulsi Ramayana, he never uttered the word Rama until the last moment. He a Tapasvi. <laughs> Those Tapasvi strength. So, the Sugar reports that in the list also the, chap, the champions or the leaders in the army, leaders of Bhagwan Ram Chandraji's army, Monkey sena, Varna Sena. And then he says, there's something like 10 billion monkeys out there. <laughs> Nobody can count that much of uh, monkey. Sena is there. And each one, he says, he adds a note there, each one is capable of defeating you in the battle. <laughs> then, not only that, the one rat monkey who came here and created so much of havoc and burned the Lanka, he is the weakest. No, <laughs> 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 no. You know, then the question comes, you know, in this Pursithas, uh, uh, Ramayana, commentators write very nicely, how did this sugar come to this conclusion that Hanumanji is the weakest? Because Hanumanji, when he has nothing to do, he is quietly sitting there doing nothing, like a sadhu. <laughs> So when he is saw so that he is sitting there doing nothing, he is the weakest. Everybody else is boasting that, I want to do this, I want to wear it out and all. Some kind of dung is there, so then he thought that he is the weakest. <laughs> so Hanumanji, so he never bullies anybody. <laughs> but only when it is necessary, he shows his strength. And that strength is also to protect good people <laughs> and punish the wicked. <laughs> this is also a very important line because everybody has got kama, desire. See, you cannot avoid desire. Even Sadhu Mahatma, even Mukta Purusha also, they have kama, desire. But their type of desire is different, that is all. <laughs> our desire is for our own gratification. But here is it dharma aviruttaha kama. That desire which is unopposed to righteousness. Dharma aviruddha, there is no harm having desire, but fulfill it in a dharmic way. Don't take shortcuts. You want to make money, work hard and make money. Don't take shortcuts. (laughs) That is the point. Dharma viruddha Udeshu kamaha asmi e paradasya So, that will give you the strength so when we follow certain principle in our life what happens? we get some strength mental strength so here it is said dharma viruddha dharmena shastrarthane aviruddha ya Pranesh pranishu Budeshu kamaha yatha deha dharana matradhyartha hasana panaadi visaya sakamaha asmiye paradarshana So these desires, which are necessary for maintaining the body, eating, drinking, sleeping, etc., these desires are allowed. Okay. But all other desires for self-gratification, and when it is there, that is also okay. Our rishis never deny that. But only thing, the method of fulfillment is the one that they want to check with you where it should be proper, Righteous way. Dharma aviruddho bhuteshu. So if you follow certain principle in your life, then what happens? You gain strength of mind. That's why Sita ji, she was alone in Lanka, but still she was able to face Ravana, the mighty, powerful uh, Raksasa. She was able to face him single-handedly. From where does she get the power? The power of that spiritual strength. And that strength comes only when we follow certain Dharma values. So, Kamra Bhagavyam Jajidam Dehadidharanam Atrartam Belam Sattam Aam Asmi Naduyat Samsarinam Trishna karanam Kincha. Dharma aviruddha dharmaena shastra arthena aviruddha. So anything unopposed to shastra is called dharma aviruddha. Okay, we will stop here today. We will see tomorrow. Huh? Well, in time. Om purnamidam, Purnamadam, Purnamidam, Purnar. नमो तस्मै गुरुनस्य पूर्णस्य हो नमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शान्तिः शान्तिः हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम